The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents. To find out more about this talk show or other talk shows broadcasting on KUCI, log on to our website at KUCI.org or check out the latest program guide. Good morning, you're listening to KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, California, streaming online at KUCI.org and podcasting on iTunes. Welcome to Fighting for Love. This show will help you turn conflict into collaboration in all your relationships. I'm Lloyd, the show's engineer, and your host is Mari Frank, an attorney mediator since 1985. She's the author of several books, including Negotiations, Breakthroughs, and Fighting for Love. She's a mediator for the Orange County Superior Court Civil Mediation Panel, and she mediates business, employment, divorce, privacy, and other civil cases in her private practice in Laguna Niguel, California. Mari's a professor of negotiations and conflict management and has been a certified state bar trainer for over 25 years. She teaches leadership and conflict management courses at Brandman University and here at UCI, and she trains corporate leaders' powerful communication and conflict transformation skills. To learn more about the show and our great guests, please visit conflicthealing.com. Mari, what's your show about this morning? Well, Lloyd, today our show is about harmony. And we are so thrilled again to have Leonard Simchuk in the studio with us talking about harmony. This we, as as you know, we've been writing this book that we've been having a series of radio interviews about this, and the book is called "Fighting for Love: Turn Conflict into Intimacy: A Couple's Guide," and this is the last in our series. It's chapter twelve, our final chapter, and so we would talk about today about harmony. But let me tell you about my harmonious friend Leonard Simchuk. If you haven't heard before who he is, let me share my wonderful friend, mentor, and really a true professional. Leonard Simchuk is an author, a speaker, a psychotherapist, and a life coach, and a trainer for people who want to learn how to write. He is a writing coach. For the past 40 years, he has worked with many, many people in as a therapist and an educator in both Australia and America. He was the director of the Family Therapy Program at the Marriage and Family Center in Sydney, Australia. And then he later worked with the Family Institute at Northwestern University in Chicago. He's the author of The Roadmap Home, Your GPS to Inner Peace, which was which is an Amazon bestseller, as well as the wonderful novel Cuckoo Forevermore, a lighthearted satire on psychotherapy. He's also my co-author with the forthcoming book, Fighting for Love, Turn Conflict into Intimacy, A Couple's Guide. Leonard conducts fantastic seminars on personal and spiritual growth, and he consults and coaches clients in Orange County, California, and he also teaches writing here in Orange County, California. You can learn more about him at RoadmapHome.com, and also you'll see his picture, his bio, and you can listen to the series of interviews that we've done together at 
conflicthealing.com. Well, Leonard, this is our final chapter together. Boy, it's uh, great to be here and such so fitting for the final chapter to be on harmony. Yeah, so <laughs> let's let's share with our audience what we mean by harmony. What is harmony? Well, you know, from my perspective, harmony is re- really the world really is in harmony if we look at it. I remember uh, many years ago when I was living by the ocean, I still live by the ocean, uh, I would go and watch how the surf changed. So there'd be some days when the surf was smooth and glassy, other days it'd be crashing against the rocks. And I thought to myself, is one situation with the smooth surf or the smooth waters is that more harmonious than the waves crashing against the rocks and i thought well no they're, they're, it's all in harmony it's all in rhythm and if i was able to take a helicopter view of the mm, evolving ocean tides i would say well everything is in harmony so it's really harmony is a matter of perspective because yeah. i i can either look at situations and even the uh, polar opposites and say well is there harmony the north and the south pole are is there harmony in the yeah. earth or is the north pole against the south pole right yeah and you know we found a quote by lope de vega and, and spanish was one of my majors in college and he said harmony is pure love for love is a concerto mm. so i i thought that was pretty apropos you know when i looked up harmony uh just in the dictionary it it said it's a pleasing connection which is what we talk about when we're having harmony in relations it is a congruent arrangement of parts okay um it is a it's a chord agreement and harmony is tranquility and inner calm. So that is what we all really want to have, that inner calm, that harmony within ourselves. So that's uh, that's what we were talking about in, in our, our chapter. Well, here. you know, as you were saying that, Mari, what popped into mind was an orchestra. Mm-hmm. And you have all these different instruments playing right. together trying to create harmony so you got the piccolo playing with the violins playing with the drums everything working together is in harmony and i'm thinking the opposite disharmony is if everybody's playing wrong notes uh, different tunes oh my goodness it sounds very disharmonious so harmony is how can how is this all playing together in this grand orchestra right and when we've talked about conflict and when it is you know conflict can be uh, an opportunity or it can be really something terrible right it can be um, not something not good so the same thing when you're talking about the orchestra if everyone in the orchestra is just playing what they want to play it's going to sound horrible it is going to be disharmonious it's going to be chaos but when they listen to each other, when they work in collaboration, when they are mindful of what they're doing, they're conscious of how they are coordinating with or cooperating with the other musical instruments and musicians, then we have pleasing harmony. So it's the same thing in a relationship. Mm. You know, I was also thinking both you and I uh, lived in Chicago or the Chicago yeah. area. Yeah. And we were talking before where there's the Chicago White Sox and the Chicago Cubs. Right. Now, I, when, when I was a kid, I used to have... So which were you? Were you a White Sox I was or? a White Sox fan. Okay. We, my Cubs whole fan? family was all Cubs, right? <laughs> <laughs> so here, you and I could get into a disagreement as well. The White Sox are better than the Cubs. And right. we're debating about it. But when you think about these two baseball teams when they played 
together. It may yeah. look they're in disharmony, but actually there's great harmony of two teams competing with each other. They're following similar rules. They're following a game. And really when you stand back and see these two, two teams playing together, it's it's there's a beautiful harmony right. of watching this game unfold. Right. It's, it's somewhat of a divine order. It is, indeed. <laughs> so we were talking about harmony and, and what it means to have harmony within, because if we have harmony within ourselves, it is more likely we're going to have harmony with others. And if we're disharmonious within ourselves, we have all this conflict within ourselves, our ego, our super ego, our it, everybody is fighting in there. We've got all these um, board members sitting at the table, and they're all fighting with each other. It's really important for us to get harmonious within. And so we made up an acronym, okay? We Harmony. Did. Harmony. So let's kind of share that so people can maybe remember some of the important things that we need to do to be harmonious within ourselves so that we can connect. So you want to start out with Sure. H. So let's say the first uh, letter in harmony is H, and that stands for hearing your inner voice. So I always think of harmony is, is, first of all, I have to stop and be attentive and hear what is my inner voice. Now, you mentioned we sometimes we have a chorus going on right. in our mind. And usually that chorus is, is family members that we grew up with, our mothers, our mother, father, aunts, right. uncles, siblings. Right. They may be in the back saying, don't do this, you shouldn't do that. Right. And it says, wow, so hear my inner voices and okay, which parts are harmonious, what are not harmonious? So I'm beginning to see almost like that baseball game unfolding in my mind yeah. of who the participants are. And and when we hear our inner voice, we stop and get silent for a while mm-hmm. because sometimes they're all, there's such chaos that we don't know what we're doing. Mm-hmm. We just kind of want to retreat. But when we really get clear about it, we can start to realize, well, wait a minute, my higher self it can maybe be the mediator for all those voices and and really take a stand and say, this is now that I'm an adult, this is the way I'm going to go. I'm going to hear that inner voice. I'm going to hear myself, hear what is right for me at this point in time in my life. And that's so important. The higher self, I call it my inner GPS. So we have an right. inner guidance system, a higher self that if I can move beyond still the other voices, the the disharmonious voices, and if I just still them so that I can listen to what is my inner inner self, um, my inner voice, that higher self, my inner guidance system. Yes. And that leads us to A. A. Ask for guidance. Now, if you're spiritual like Leonard and I, we feel that we can ask spirit to divinely guide us, but we can also ask ourselves, ask, you know, within ourselves before you go to bed, you know, ask, hey, help me in my dreams tonight to know what is the right thing for me to do. What, what, where should I go? What should I be doing? Or journaling is another way to, to really get to your inner guidance. And 
asking spiritually, whatever religion you are, it doesn't matter, but ask for some guidance and even ask for guidance from a therapist. Or from a mediator. (laughs) I mean, you know, I I know, you know, Mara, you know, um, I like if I have a problem or whatever and I need to get clarity, I'll share with you, hey, you know, Mari, this is what's going on with me. What's your take on this? And and I love some, I love your advice and your feedback. It's so important to have a friend, as you said, mediator, therapist, mentor, coach who you can share your problem with and then ask for guidance so we don't have to solve everything on ourselves right opening ourselves up to other guidance is so important yeah and and we're not telling someone to fix it you know that we want to be clear that when you ask for guidance you're not expecting somebody to just fix it for you they might ask you questions that would help you to, to see more clearly or maybe share some examples of other situations that are similar and what other people have done to ask for guidance. So we're not telling you to, to just have somebody f- resolve it for you because no one, no one can tell you what is best for you. You can hear, but then you have to make the decision within your own heart and ask your own higher self for that guidance. So we talked about H was for hear your inner voice. A was ask for guidance from yourself and others and spirit. And then we get to R. What's R for? Well, really, R is for reflecting on... You know, you're reflecting on any disturbance that's going on, and you're reflecting on your situation. Often when there's disharmony, as we've talked about in the other chapters, that there is a childhood wound or a wound from the past. It could have been a wound from a relationship or from growing up. And sometimes when we can just reflect and say, wow, this disharmony, mm, I'm reflecting on the disharmony. Wow, I, I can go back and see that when I was a child, whenever I feel abandoned, it really reactivates this wound. And strangely, when I start reflecting, I get a bit more harmony because, mm-hmm. wow, I get a, an understanding and an appreciation that this 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 uh, wounded part just wants to come into the light so I can see it and heal it. So part of it calls reflection, which will also lead to insight. Right. And so when we're talking about reflection, we're not talking about being angry at the past or, um, you know, staying in the past. We're saying reflect on it, see, learn from it kind of have an aha moment like okay like when you talked about abandonment or you and I have talked about that was kind of my issue but you had the issue of like not having a voice that when you felt you weren't being heard as a Mm -hmm, kid mm -hmm. so whenever if if I were to interrupt you that would be a feeling that you might get Mm -hmm. so when you reflect on it you go aha this is that button that gets pushed and the one thing I see when people come to me and I have some clients right now that they're so in the past and so angry at the past that they don't use it as a learning tool. They use it as a resentful tool. So what when we're talking about reflect, we're saying reflect on it from a point of view of what can I learn from this? How is what is happening now relating to what happened in the past? So we want to look at the past as a learning tool. Yeah, so a really good point, Mari, as, you, as you're saying, when we reflect, I'm not, I'm not reflecting on who, mm, this person is causing the disharmony, they are bad, right. or I'm going to blame them. Really, I'm trying to reflect on what is my part 
in the process. Right. What part do I play in creating this harmony? Yeah. And then when I reflect, I can also reflect on what can I do to bring more harmony. Exactly. So we have H for hear your inner voice, A for ask for guidance, R for reflect on what has caused which the disharmony. Which takes us to the next one, Mari, which, which is? Which is mindful. What do we say? Oh, yeah. Mindfully stay in the present. So talk about that one. Well, you know, we talked uh, mindfully basically is just being mindful of the present. I'm being mindful of my thoughts. I'm being mindful of my emotions. I'm being mindful of my senses. I'm being mindful of my body, my physical sensations. So mindfully being present with what is. And this is trying to be without judgment. I think the key of mindfulness is that I'm not judging myself, uh, criticizing myself for feeling angry or feeling sad or feeling upset that I'm just accepting, I'm just being mindful of what is, and that really brings a sense of calming. It just, mm-hmm. it, there's a calming mm, sensation that occurs when I'm just being more mindful of what is. And, and that, you and I said, both of us have been working on mindfulness in our own lives, and we've talked about it many times. It's about being conscious of your thoughts, mm. being kind of the observer of our thoughts. If I'm getting angry about something now, is it really now or is it really the past? If I'm conscious of what I'm feeling, I might say to myself, why did I get so angry? Or why am I feeling so upset about something and and that is going to be helpful for me to just be observant of my own feelings and as i stay in the present okay then i'm not like you said i'm not judging myself i'm not judging others i'm just going aha what is going on i'm curious about the present and it's not always easy to stay in that present mm, either. No. It really isn't. You know, we've been working on it, both of us ourselves. <laughs> and For it's, many, many years. Yeah. and it's But it is something that helps us to have harmony. Because as I'm mindful of my feelings, and you were talking about accepting, and I love that, that Buddhist saying, which is, all suffering comes from not accepting what is. Mm. So if we're really accepting what is, we're releasing suffering. Mm-hmm. And just saying, it is what it is. What am I doing? And then you can ask the question, how can I get out of this? Or how can I feel better? Or what What do I need to do to make this better? Right. Yeah. Well, that kind of takes us to the next one, which is O. You want to lead oh, us into that yeah. one? Yeah, so let me just repeat for everybody. H is hear your own inner voice. A is ask your guidance. Ask for guidance. R is reflect on what was causing the disharmony. And M stands for mindfully stay in the present. And then we get to O, own your feelings. So go ahead, you are the therapist. Well, you know, <laughs> owning our feelings is, I mean, that was a uh, such an important uh, issue for me growing up. Uh, because growing up in my family, uh, where there was divorce and domestic violence, I, I hid my feelings. And so mm-hmm. usually, uh, and when I work with clients, I think one of the things um, I'm always teaching clients, just accept what is, accept your feelings the way they are, and forgive yourself for being tough on yourself, and and really learning to love yourself. Those are the keys. But owning your feelings, just owning 
our feelings, really owning um, our situation. That kind of fits in with being mindful as well. But when I can own my feelings, I'm also owning the part I play too. That's very important. So I'm. This is this is my wow. Okay, so I grew up in a family and I didn't get a voice. So I'm owning that when I feel my voice isn't being heard, I recognize that's my issue. I'm owning the issue. Yeah, okay. And when you can own your issue, you you empower yourself. Yes. And I think that's so important because when you own the issue, you whatever that issue is, you're part of a relationship. You're part of the disharmony. You take responsibility and as you were talking about, that empowers yourself. And you know, Leonard, just today I had a mediation. And um, it was really interesting because um, the one of the parties was really in a victim role and blaming the other person for everything. Instead of saying, I own my part of it, I take responsibility that I allowed this. I allowed myself to to, you know, be feel, you know, be berated or be mentally abused. I really was part of that. And um, and when you no longer blame and when you start to take responsibility, you can really kind of forgive the other person, too. It kind of goes with forgiveness. Mm -hmm. So it was um, really apropos when I was thinking about owning when I don't own my stuff. It's easy for me to blame someone else. Mm -hmm. And then when I blame someone else, then I'm not really growing. I'm not learning. I'm not evolving. I'm just going to take the easy way out. Everybody else is wrong. I'm right. And I just don't evolve or grow. It would be like a student blaming the teacher for being a bad teacher. Right. And so, you know, I'm not learning mathematics or english because i've got a rotten teacher right it means i don't have to take responsibility for <laughs> studying myself but right. yeah, as you say when i own it means i take responsibility and then i can do something about it and be empowered yes and when you're talking about being a teacher and you know blaming the teacher i'll tell you as you were a teacher i was a teacher mm -hmm. and i'll tell you something how i felt about when people didn't do well on a, on a test um, if I had um, everybody not do as well as I thought, I would say, guys, I must not, it's either the way I tested you that didn't really match the way I taught you, or somehow I didn't teach it well. So because everybody had a problem with it, I take responsibility. I'm going to reteach this and retest you or test you in the way that you were uh, you were taught. That's a great so, example. So, you know, it is mm. an example because the, the, sometimes it is the teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the teacher has, because I remember saying, seeing teachers, these people are just a bunch of dummies. And I always thought to myself, that teacher is a dummy herself because she isn't recognizing that if she was a good teacher, she would be able to get them to do mm -hmm. well. And, mm -hmm. um, you know, I feel very good about that because my, my students would do really well because I learned that I had to teach them in a way that they would be successful. So it, it is it goes both ways. Mm -hmm. Each part and that's that's so good for us to talk about that because there's always two sides. And whether I'm doing divorce mediation or I'm doing um, a, you know a labor dispute or whatever, 
both sides have to take responsibility for their part in the conflict. And you know, the thing is, uh, when I am working with a couple in counseling, and I see even in their dispute, even in their conflict, I see the dance. Yes. And that um, I stand back, and if I take a, a bigger view, I say, wow, there is really harmony in the dance in the sense, just like the tango. Right. There's a tango. There's this coming and going, and there is a certain beauty in watching how two people have been able to organize this relationship. They may not be very happy or satisfied, but a lot went into creating that relationship. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. So we've had H for hear your inner voice, A, ask your guidance, R, reflect on what is causing the disharmony in yourself, mindfully stay in the present, own your own feelings. And then the next one is nurture yourself. And that is, you were talking about loving yourself and accepting yourself. And nurturing yourself is really such an important tool, isn't it? Oh, so so important. Because if I'm feeling depleted, if I'm feeling uh, de-energized, I can refuel myself by nurturing myself. Mm -hmm. Now, all of us, um, nurture ourselves in many different ways. So some nurture by taking showers, hot baths, having candles. Others nurture by going to the beach. Others by reading, by getting talking a massage. to friends, getting a <laughs> massage, pedicure, manicure. Right. Um, petting uh, your dog. Yeah, petting the dog. Guys like going to the hardware store. <laughs> <laughs> buying new tools. Right, right. going shopping. <laughs> so there are many different ways to really nurture ourselves. And it's so important, Mari, as we know, that if I am feeling depleted, I'm going to be more stressed. I'm not going to be more receptive in a relationship. And even if there is a rupture in the relationship and I'm stressed out, I don't, I'm not as able to cope with the the stress in the disharmony yes. and so being just being in a nurturing way i see this all the time in couples uh so if couples are fighting or in conflict in the session my first goal is just to lower the tension and lower the yeah. conflict so yeah. so they can feel a bit more nurtured so then they can move into resolving the problem right right exactly so we have here um h for hear your inner voice a ask for guidance r reflect on what's causing the disharmony M, mindfully stay in the present. O, own your feelings. N, nurture yourself. And now we get to yearn. Why? Why? Yearn. Yearn. And yearning for peace and serenity and clarity mm -hmm. and it's like, harmony. It, it, it's really like having an intention. So, you know, my intention is to have peace and harmony. And so if I'm in disharmony, if I'm having conflict with somebody, I can have an intention of being right. I'm going to be righteously indignant. Mm -hmm. If that's my intention, well, then that's what I'm going to happen. I'm going to create righteous indignation, which means that the other person's wrong, and I can feel really satisfied in being righteously indignant. Right. If I want to yearn for harmony, that is what I'm going to be having as my goal, my outcome, and then my behaviors will start moving in that direction. Right. Our intention so we, important. Yeah, our intention creates our reality. It really motivates us. It excites us. And I thought we just have a couple minutes left, but Leonard, since we wrote this together, maybe we should just share our like inner thoughts about how we came to 
bring harmony. You know, we had to do kind of the dance of figure out we came from different backgrounds. We came from different careers. We had different writing styles, all these different things. Um, From your perspective, you know, how did we create this harmony? Well, you know, I think as we've talked about, Mari, I think one of the the challenges for us, since we can be both rather strong-minded individuals, stubborn, dare I say. I'm uh, not stubborn. (laughs) (laughs) I'll ask Lloyd about that. (laughs) We have these, we both can be, uh, uh, have strong personalities and be very determined and persistent. So I think that uh, my understanding and just watching our dance initially going from, okay, we had our territory and how we wanted things. And and we really had to, at least for me personally, I had to really learn to bend more, to be more flexible, to, okay, Leonard, you don't have to do it your way. Let's listen to Mari Poise. And then I really saw, wow, you've got some wonderful ideas, some great ideas. You use acronyms more than I do. And I said, so I started adapting (laughs) more acronyms in in my writing. (laughs) And and so, you know, the, the beautiful thing is, in creating harmony together, we're able to weave in. It's almost like we're playing our instruments. You know, initially we were tuning up our instruments, trying to find the same um, uh, notes, and then we were able to make them flow together. And we could blend our voices, and I am so grateful to you. And I learned so much from you. Oh, likewise with me, And it's been fun, so this is great. Well, we are just out of time. So thank you so much for joining me again in the studio. Oh, it's always a pleasure, Mari. All right. You're fabulous. You're fabulous. You've been listening to KUCI 88.9 FM Minervine and KUCI.org and the net. I'm Mari Frank. Join us every Monday morning right here on KUCI at 8.30 a.m. and visit our website, conflicthealing.com. Thank you. Some people die for love I believe it's true Cause I do the same for you The opinions and views expressed in this program do not reflect those of KUCI, its management, or the UC Board of Regents.